1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed Mortgage Banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. You picked a great time to listen. It's an opportunity to talk about dating with Lisa Anderson. She's the host of The Boundless Show. And the question on the table is kind of a scary one. I don't think it should be, though. Is it okay to date multiple people at once? Can't wait to see where you go with this one, Lisa. Great to have you with us this morning. (laughs) Well, it's always so good to be with you guys. This is fun. Um, This is, I mean, we get questions like this asked every day. So they come in, whether it's to our DMs on social or our inbox, uh, email, all of that. And so it's neat to see that, that young adults are still asking the questions. And it's funny because I always say, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could just turn to first and second dating in the Bible and get all the answers we need? But unfortunately, I've looked for it and it's not there. So um, this is like, okay, if you're going to talk to anyone Anyone who's listening, let's say who's over 65, they're going to be like, why is this even a question? Like what Mm. in the world, (laughs) what in the world are today's young people doing? Because I remember speaking one time at an event and someone's grandpa was with them. He decided to attend uh, this young adults event. And afterwards he raised his hand because we were talking about this. And he's like, "Uh, kids, when I was your age, I went out with like three girls on a weekend and everyone was just appalled. Like they thought that was so ridiculous and just so almost like being a player, you know? And he's like, no, he said, you just went, you had one girl on Friday night and you did a movie. And then the next one, you went down to the soda shop and and did a soda with her. And then maybe you walked around the park with another one. And it was just a way of like beating the odds. (laughs) I love that. I think I know. And so it's really, I mean, it it reminds you, and he was probably dating like in the fifties, probably. Uh And so it just reminds you of how there was so much less pressure back then of what dating was. And I think, again, this speaks to how much uh, we've put on it and the, the impression that, oh, you have to just know everything about a person before you're dating them. You're practically married. You can put all this pressure on yourself. Am I finding out the right things? Am I putting through through all the paces and, and that kind of stuff? And so I think it depends what level the relationship is at. Um, for example, you know, if we're saying that these are just dates, you're just going on a date, then you're just dating to get to know someone and see if there's interest there, see if there's, if you click, see if there's compatibility, check out what their values are. I think that's where it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, you know, you don't have to be like, oh, well, I went on a first date with this person, so I better not, you know, be interested in anyone else or I can't manage. I mean, there, there are many things that we can do. I mean, to say multitasking sounds kind of crass, <laughs> but 
but there are many ways that you can get to know a bunch of different people. What I, what I say is then when it gets to the point where all of a sudden you're getting to know someone and you realize like, well, yeah, I want to move something further. I mean, you're eventually going to have to kind of cut out the clutter and figure out who you really want to pursue and get to know. But dating, we've got to bring back this idea of just, you know, until anything is established and there's any kind of assumption there, you're just, you're just getting to know a fellow brother or sister in Christ and that's okay. And that's what we should be doing anyway. So, yeah. I love this topic because it's not just young adults. It's people in their uh, 40s, 50s who are thinking like this. I remember that there has been a, sh- a real shift away from really dating, casual dating. Like a lot of mm-hmm. people don't ask people out. Um, they don't just openly accept dates. Um, and it and it, cause, it, it actually makes um, getting to know someone very much slowed down and harder. And, and so I think yeah. bringing this conversation back and help te- reteaching what dating is actually supposed to be for and that it is lighthearted, it is about friendship, and encouraging men to ask women out. There's a lot of single men that do not date because they simply do not ask women out. Right. Yeah. And it really just comes down to, I mean, there's, there's so much fear around it. There's so much pressure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think, again, we've got to get back to this idea that until you've established something and you have kind of, you know, identified where the relationship is, that you're actually in a relationship, that there's some measure of, yeah, we're actually doing this thing to get to know one another. There's interest there. You, neither person owes the other person anything. I mean, except for common courtesy and care and honor in the relationship. I mean, I remember I went out, it was a couple of months ago, I went out with a guy that someone had set me up with. And afterwards, it was just kind of, I could just tell, I was like, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. And I was leaving on a big trip and he's all traveling for his job and stuff like that. And it just kind of like, he didn't, he didn't really follow up or anything. And I just kind of knew I was like, yeah, this isn't, we're not, this isn't going to go anywhere. And I had friends who were just so like shocked, like that was so rude. Like he should have said like, well, I'm not interested. And I'm like, well, how would he even really know he's not interested? We went, we did one dinner, you know? And so it's like, for me, I'm not holding that against him of what, you know, this idea of like, people are like, well, he should follow up or you should be and I'm like, God knows, you know, and I mean, obviously, there are some people who can put it on the line and just say, and I even say this in, in my book, The Dating Manifesto, I say, I actually script out a, you know, how to turn down a second date, because people apparently can't do it. Um, but to just say something as casual, even as, you know, I really had a great time. And I appreciate that. I don't see this going anywhere. But thank you again so much. I mean, I really appreciated that. That's a great way to do it if you're that person that needs to say something and have that kind of closure. But again, you're not you're not picking out paint samples with this person. You're not looking at properties. <laughs> you're not getting rings. You're not. I mean, so mm-hmm. we've got to just be able to say, like, this is OK. You're just kind of getting to know people and everyone can be a friend up mm-hmm. until that process. And let's just operate on that level playing field so that we can kind of uh, make it a little more accessible to people. Well, Lisa Anderson is the host of The Boundless Show and along with being the director of Young Adults at Focus on the Family. And today she's talking about dating and this really this reluctance that some young people have about dating more than one person at once. There's a lot of pressure associated. There's a lot of fears of rejection. And Lisa, you're saying we need to just bring back the fun, bring back the casualness of this. 
I think it would be so great because it just allows people to be themselves around one another without thinking like, oh, you know, is this going somewhere or feeling I, I know a lot a lot of times, especially in my earlier earlier dating years, I always saw it as like, am I quote unquote successful in this? Like I feel like if it didn't go somewhere, I felt like I'd failed. And I'm like, this is a you know, think of it like a job interview. It's a two way street. You're both figuring out about the other person and just being like, is there a fit here? Is this someone, you know, and obviously you have to ask good, good questions to assume, you know, or, or discover whether or not your values align, like where is this person in life? What's going on here? But at the same time, you know, if you're not having fun, if you're not, if you can't just relate to someone in a, in a casual way, well, you're never really going to get below the surface. And so, yeah, I wish that we could just kind of put a certain amount of chill to the whole process and be like, yeah, it's just a date. And honestly, to that point, you know, daters out there, this isn't all your fault. I feel like a lot of us get pressure from whether it's our parents or people in the church of like, you know, you do one coffee with someone and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, how did that go? You know, what's up? You know, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, it's almost like we're shooting ourselves in the foot because we're getting all this pressure from people around us as well. Mm, yeah, that's very true. because coffee really can be the, the thing that tips the scale, you know, one way or another for eternity <laughs> or no dates ever again. So it's really interesting. It depends so, uh, on how good the coffee is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And the conversation, of course. But Lisa, let me ask yeah. you this as far as perspective wise. What what is the perspective of the church followers of Christ? How should they handle that? Should they be kind of backing up a little bit and saying chill or just saying you can date when you're married? How, how, what's the difference between the two? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because we actually just did a show where we were talking about how singles can help their married friends, like set them up. Um, Cause I think there's a lot of pressure in that too. And I always say to, to my single friends, I say, Hey, be willing to be set up because who better to help you find someone great than the people who know and love you best. And so that's where I think single adults need to say, okay, well, I'm willing to let my friends into this sphere. Now, clearly the ones who have like wisdom and discernment, obviously. Okay. So, so there is that, but, you know, and and in that, that way we can say like, you know, yeah, church, you know, help, help the people out that want to date, that want to get married. In fact, you might even be the person who opens up your home and hosts like a dinner or a game night or something to kind of be that the person who's going to facilitate some mixing and some getting to know one another. And I just love it when, especially my Married friends, even older married friends are willing to do that. And in telling their own story of meeting, it kind of takes some of the pressure off and makes it really fun. Um, I remember interviewing back in the day, Henry Cloud, a uh, psychologist, and he told me, he said, yeah, I went out with my wife. Our first date was disastrous. He said it was terrible. We didn't even want to see each other again. And then I can't remember what he said that prompted him to give it a second go. And he said, then they went out again and it was great. And so you don't always want to discount that person after the first date, you know, which is why you need low pressure stuff, you know, just to say, okay, that was, that was pretty bad. That was weird, but you know, okay, let's maybe go out again or let's, you know, maybe you'll be in one another's sphere for something at church or whatever, and just don't write someone off right away. And obviously, you know, if you don't, your chances of making a great match in the future are higher. And I, I want to just echo that and say that people do need the church and their loved ones to help. I, I, I just was in India um, last month, and one of the things that we were really um, pleasantly surprised to hear was that their church, their pastors, and of course there's a different culture, but their pastors 
take responsibility to help people find their mates and get married. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a loving and, and fathering thing to do. And I, when I shared that with some of my single friends, they all said, oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. We need help. And uh, a, lot, a lot of times people have this idea of singles that they're independent. They don't need any help. It's going to be easy for them, just like it was for maybe that person who's already married. But in this generation and in this time, it's extremely difficult and people need help meeting. They need help being encouraged to take risks. And it's just a different mentality out there. So people need help. We need the yeah. community to come alongside in, in this. And sometimes you just need someone to vouch for you. You know, if you're one mm-hmm. of those, like, let's just say those guys who are just like solid guys, but maybe you're a little bit awkward or you're not the best conversationalist. I mean, a guy in your church who can vouch for you and, you know, maybe he's in a Bible study with you and he knows your character and he knows that you serve in the church and beyond. And he can tell the women around you like, hey, you know, okay, yeah, maybe he's not Mr. Suave or maybe he's not whatever, but this guy is solid. Give him a chance. I mean, again, having other people of different generations and different experiences in your sphere are going to be the people who have your back and they're going to be looking out for you. I remember a a guy, a friend of mine at his church, it was one of the ushers. He worked as an usher and his fellow usher, who was an elderly man, said, I know two women in this church that I think you'd be a great fit with. I want you to start praying about asking them out. And this guy pointed them out and my friend was kind of like, okay, well, they're okay. Well, he started praying about it, and sure enough, he ended up dating one of them and marrying her because Mm. he respected this guy's opinion and was willing to give it a chance and not just say, I'm not feeling it, I'm not whatever, you know, And, and it ended up being a great fit. And so... Sometimes those friends and loved ones can be really great, uh, kind of, you know, they can help provide a litmus test for what really is important. 